brother. I want to correct myself. Uh, I don't think CARE has checked positive yet for the COVID. So remember, Brother Sam, if he has, and pray that he'll soon get over it. Um, also, uh, I, I need somebody to show me how to send out a block message. Um, about the Lord's Supper, we, uh, we, we're going to have the Lord's Supper next Sunday. We're going to have it this Sunday because I was afraid there's going to be too many people out, and I see I wasn't wrong. And maybe by the time school starts back, people will be back. And we're going to have it next Sunday, Lord willing, nothing happens. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Jeremiah, the 36th chapter. Let's all stand as we honor God's word this morning and pray that the Lord will see fit to uh, go with us. 36th chapter, I'm only going to read the first two verses, but I'll be preaching on probably two or three chapters here this morning. In the 36th chapter of Jeremiah, the first verse says, And it came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Take heed a roll of a book, and written therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee against Israel and against Judah and against all the nations. From the day I spake unto thee, from the days of the Josiah, even unto this day. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the word. Thank you for taking care of us. Lord, I pray that you'll give me the strength I need to preach this message this morning. Lord, I'm thankful for those who have come out this morning. I pray, Lord, that you'll bless them and pray for those who, for some reason, can't be here today. Pray, Lord, that if they're out of town, they'll be back safely and ready to uh, uh, serve the Lord. And, and, Lord, I just pray that you'll take care of everything. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Title of my message this morning is Destroying the Book. Destroying the Book. This has been a key thing for many, many uh, years. We want to, I want to say we want to welcome you to live streaming this morning, coming from Landmark Baptist Church here in Lyons, Georgia. Destroying the Book. The Book of the Lord, like the people of the Lord, has suffered much persecution. The book has suffered. It started out right here in this, what we're going to be preaching to you today, and it's gone all the way into uh, even today. You know, people are rejecting the book of the Lord, but it's uh, it's suffered a lot of persecution. The book has been uh, ruptured, pierced, ridiculed, burned, and buried, but it has survived. Read this when you read these next these chapters here, chapter 36 and 37. Uh, you'll find all these things are true, but it but it has survived all, and we have it today. Thank God, we have the preserved book today that we can read and we can study, and uh, but it has preserved. Why why the hatred? If you study the whole. Of this text, you will find Jehovah God 
has condemned many, including even some of the Israelites. I have four, four things here we want to talk about. I want to talk about first the message given. The message that was given, Jehovah God stated, Take thee a roll of the book, and write therein all the words I have spoken unto thee. In verse 2. All the, you know, all the words God has for us is in his book. I believe that. I believe it's in the King James Version of the Bible. Uh, I believe all the words that God would have us to have has been preserved and, and carried over for us that we can... You can about go anywhere today and buy a King James Bible. And uh, there was a day come, there was a day when we'll be, we'll be talking about it a little later on this message, but there was a day when you couldn't do that. You couldn't, you couldn't find a, a, a Bible, the words of the Lord. The Lord said, take these words that I've spoken to thee. Like the gospel we preach, it is a revelation from heaven. It was a message of solemn warning. He says, against Israel and against Judah and against the nations. He, all, God, God's book is against a lot of things. A lot of things that we see today as being okay in our, our minds, God is against them. Uh, think about that for just a moment. God is against a lot of things. He's against... Uh, some of the things that we do, but yet people go ahead and do them anyway. They don't care that it's in the book. They don't care that the book, as uh, old brother Wayne Massey said, people don't care what the Bible teaches. They, they, they care less, and that's the reason they won't go to God's house to hear it. Like the gospel we preach, it is a revelation from heaven. It was a message of solemn warning. He states it may be that Israel will hear I like this. He says, it may be that Israel will hear and return every man from his evil ways that I may forgive their sin. But the only way you're going to have your sin is forgiven is to forsake them and repent of them and ask God to forgive you for them and he'll, and he'll do it. He'll forgive you for your sin. Then, then you have the message heard. <coughs> Excuse me. The message was given. Now the message is heard. So the king sent Jehudi, Jehudi, I think that's probably the way it's pronounced, Jehudi to fetch the roll, and he read it in the ears of the king. That's verses 20 and 21. <coughs> Excuse me. The importance of hearing and doing is not a hard thing to do, but a blessed thing to do. Isaiah said, incline your ear. Come unto me, hear, and your soul shall live. Isaiah 55, verse 3. Uh, we do want, we, we, we want our souls to live on. We want to live on. We want to live on in peace. And the only way it's going to happen is if, if we listen to the word as it's preached to us and the word is brought to us. I, there's a day that, uh, there's a day when all of us didn't know what the word was. We had no idea what the word was. There was a day, uh, I'll be, this next coming, this coming Sunday, I'll be pastoring 55, 56 years. And so uh, that's a long time. But there was a day when 
I didn't know what this word said. I didn't know how important this word was. Like, I, like I've said before, we used to throw rocks at the old preacher. Matter of fact, he was Rhonda's old preacher. We used to throw rocks into the building, and uh, us boys did. But uh, when, when, the, when it was read, it says here, and it came to pass that when Jehudi had read three or four leaves, that is pages, when he had read three or four leaves, he cut it with a pen knife and cast it in the fire that was on the hearth until all the roll was consumed in fire that was on the hearth. Jeremiah 36, 23. He, he cut it all up. He pen knifed it. Cut it all up and he throwed it in the fire. Cut page by page up and, and threw them in the fire until he burned the whole thing. The whole thing was burned and, 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 uh, and didn't exist anymore. There are some people's tongues used like a pen knife of higher criticism. I've had people who have said that this King James Version of the Bible is stupid, and uh, they, I, you ask them what version they use, they use one of these new versions that they say is okay, but uh, if, you, if you'll study and you read and you'll find out, a lot of these new versions do away with a lot of things that the King James teaches. does away with a lot of them. I have a book at home. It's called, uh, it, it's about 26 different uh, versions of the Bible. And, and in, that, in that book, they show each version and what it leaves out and, and what, it, what it rejects as far as the King James is concerned. And uh, you'll find that there's a lot of stuff that, uh, that is rejected today in some of the new versions of the Bible. There are some people's tongues, as I said, used like a pen knife of higher criticism to destroy the Word of God. You know, uh, I had, had a young man one time Went, went away to seminary and he came back and uh, he he said well he said uh, uh, you know uh, our professor said so and so about the Bible and uh, he said they're just not what just not what you teach he told me he said no, they're not what you teach I said I realized that I said that I said you, you listen to this criticism of the Word of God and they criticize the Word of God. Don't, don't ever get caught criticizing the Word of God. That's one of the worst things you can do uh, to criticize the Word of God. It is very easy to cut the pages, but very difficult to destroy the message. You, you, they have not destroyed the message. They have, uh, they have destroyed the Word of God. They uh, Jehoiakim had the word of God pen knife, had it cut up, had it thrown in the fire, had it burned in the fire. And the worst way to destroy the word of God is to not believe it to be true. That's, that's, that's the best way. If you want to destroy the word of God, just don't, in your heart and your mind, just believe, just believe it's not true. It's just believe it's not true. There, there's a lot of things that you... You see and read, the message was rejected. As soon as it was read to them, it was rejected 
by, by those that it was read to. And, and they, were, they weren't about to listen to the message. The text, uh, uh, verse 24 of the text states, Yet they were not afraid, nor rent their garments, neither the king nor any of his servants heard the word. They just didn't listen to it. They, 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 they weren't afraid. They weren't afraid of what the word said. Let me tell you, folks, if you're not afraid of sometimes what the Bible says, you, you don't have any conviction. Because let me tell you, the Bible is, is, is a strong book against some of the things we do, some of the sins we commit. I tell you, one of the worst things that I've ever seen in my life, and that is when the Bible teaches things that I know I've done, things that I know I shouldn't have done. And it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible, terrible thing to get rid of some of those sins. The message was renewed. He says in verse 32, the text states, they took Jeremiah another robe and gave it to Baruch, the scribe of the, the son of Neria, and, and who wrote therein from the month of, Je of Jeremiah all the words of the book which Jehoiakim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire, and they were added beside unto them many like words. Well, uh, Jeremiah took the book and, 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 made it, and made another copy and made it right. Made another copy and made it right. And so uh, he, uh, he, so he had another copy. Well, there's another man who did the same thing in his days. William Tyndale, if you'll remember. Uh, William Tyndale, uh, who printed a Bible and the enemy would burn it, and he would print two more to replace it. This just kept on going on until William Tyndale had thousands of Bibles uh, printed and put out there. And uh, so he, did, and, and this, this happened 70 years before the King James ever came out. Some people say that the King James was the first English Bible ever written, but that's not true. Uh, William Tyndale had an English Bible out be before, 70 years before the King James. This William Tyndale, as I said, he would print a Bible and they'd burn it. He'd print two more and they'd burn them. He'd print three more and they'd burn them and he'd print four more and they'd burn them and they just kept on going until he printed hundreds of them and finally he his, his Bible was all over the country. The, the English Bible was all over the country. And uh, if, if we keep the Bible alive in our hearts of the people, it can never be completely destroyed. If, if you keep the Bible alive in your heart, it can never be completely restored. If, if you don't know in your heart what the Bible teaches, you need to sit down and study it and learn what the Bible teaches. Store it in your heart. So you realize it when, by the time you get, by the time you get uh, my age, you'll have a lot of the Bible in, already in your heart, and you'll have it stored in your heart. I remember Pat Clark, uh, Jerry's uh, cousin, right? Jerry's cousin called me up one morning, and she said, uh, "You want to go 
and have breakfast. And I said, yes, I, I will go. And uh, so I went, I went with her, and we had breakfast at Hardy's in Vidalia here. And, uh, and she, she said, I just want to tell you that when you were at Friendship Baptist, she said, you kept the word before people every week. Said you kept it before people every week, and said people didn't forget it from week to week. She said now there's nobody to do that at our church. She said there's nobody that's that's keeping a Bible before us uh, every week, and and she said I wish somebody would do that, and uh, and uh, she said I wish you were still there so that you could keep the Bible before them every week. Well, you got to keep the Bible before people every week. You you can't just preach it one time and then just forget about it. You got to keep it. You got to keep the truth. Some people says, well, the truth is redundant. Well, it could be, and I'm sure it is. But the truth has been the truth ever since God printed the first Bible. Ever since He He uh, uh, gave the, the words to to the to the, those men who wrote the Bible, gave them the words to write, and it's it's been there, and those words have always been there, and and they've never they 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 have never disappeared. The King James Bible that I use is 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 still just exactly like the King James Bible I used fifty some years ago. I've got I've got about five or six Bibles, three or four of them wore out. Uh, uh, I gave one of my I gave my granddaughter back there one of my old Bibles I had that I studied from, and uh, and I have two or three more that I have studied from, and and uh, they're back there in my study, and uh, and uh, the the first one is just exactly like the last one. Uh, I'm I'm preaching from a new one now that my daughter's got me. And uh, it's a big, big print Bible, and uh, but it's just exactly like my first one. It's exactly like the first one I ever had. The first Bible given to me was the King James version of the Bible when I was when I was uh, called to preach and ordained uh, ordained uh, in the ministry. Then I was uh, uh, they gave me a King James version of the Bible, and. and one of those Bibles, matter of fact, the one Emily has is the one they gave to me, and uh, and I have I have three or four more that I've had over the years, and they're just alike. There's no difference in them. There's some of them are big Bibles, some of them are small Bibles. I have a little red Bible that that's uh, about that big, a little bitty one, and it's just exactly like the big one. And and I have one that I can carry in my pocket. Uh, King James version of the Bible, and you look at it. Barely, I barely can read it. I have to have a magnifying glass to read it. But it's just exactly like the one that uh, the one that uh, I had first first ever had. There's just no there's no changing in them. You, people says, well, I can't find a King James Bible. Well, you're just not looking in the right place because they're out there. They're out there. You can find them. They're there, and and. Uh, Many many different forms. I've always liked the uh, the uh, Schofield Bible. I don't I don't look at Schofield's notes. 
because I, he, he's a dispensationalist. I, I don't look at his notes, and I'm not a dispensationalist, but I, he, uh, I don't look at his notes, but uh, I like the way he arranged, he arranged the Word of God. You know, it, in other words, if you, if you had the King James, if you had the Schofield Bible, I, I, would, I couldn't tell you Jeremiah 36, 9, I could tell you turn to page so-and-so. That's what I like about the Schofield Bible. You turn to page so-and-so, and there is the same thing, or the same thing, but there's, there's just so much out there, so, so many. And, uh, and just like I told Pat Clark that day, that morning, I said, Pat, I said, you can take the Bible to them. She said, well, I can't speak. I said, you can speak. I said, if you're telling them what the Word of God teaches, I said, you can open your mouth and speak. I said, you can tell them uh, what, what, what the truth is. And, and uh, she knew what the truth was at that particular time. So that's been a lot of years ago. That's been 30, almost, 30, that's been 30 some years ago. But um, about 31 years ago, I think, 32, 31 or 32 years ago. But at any rate, the Bible is the Bible. It's there, and it's not for us to destroy it, not for us to reject it. It's for us to believe it, believe it. Just believe what it says and follow what it says. And, and the Lord will bless you. He'll bless you for everything. I, I, I preached here a while back on the Bible says the Lord takes you by your right hand. I never preached seen that before. I'd studied the Bible and studied it. I'd never seen that before. It says, the Lord takes you by your right hand, and he leads you. And I, I pray every night. I stick my right hand up in, up in, the, up in the, toward the ceiling. And I say, Lord, take my right hand and lead me. Lead me, lead me, lead me to right into the, uh, into the darkness of death. Lead me right into it, Lord. Lead me, and I, I want you to lead me. And, and I and I I want I want to be led. I want I want to believe the Bible. I want to follow what the Word of God says. But I tell you, there's a lot of people out there that are against it, and, and I pray for them. I pray for them every day. I pray for them every day. I I've had too many people that have criticized the Bible, have criticized what I preach and what I teach. But at any rate, it's it's it, it's the truth. And, and follow it, and follow it, and and uh, and don't don't take any of it away. That's what some of the Reformed Baptists have done today. Some of these Reformed Baptists—they're good preachers, they're good preachers—but but they have taken the Bible and they have changed it. They they have changed it. They have they have taken the church almost completely out of the Bible, and and uh, they don't they don't leave the church in it. And you'd be surprised. A lot of these churches are Reformed churches, and you got to be careful about that because I tell you, folks, you don't want to get caught up into that because uh, they they have the freedom to preach whatever they want to preach. If they want to preach an invisible church, they preach it. They want if they want because they don't believe anything about the church. If uh, and it's a lot easier to believe it's a lot easier to believe an invisible church than it is to believe a, uh, uh, a, a church that uh, is visible. 
which I believe, I believe the Lord's church is a visible church. I believe it's one that that is alive and that you can see it, that it's visible and that it is uh, not universal. And I, I believe it's, it is a church that the Lord Jesus Christ started during his public ministry, and I believe it's been in the world ever since. And I believe it's still in the world today. I believe, and I, I don't care what anybody thinks about this, I believe the Landmark Baptist Church is one of those churches that is still holds up, upholds the Word of God. And a lot, a lot of churches have gotten away from it. And uh, you'd be surprised some of the churches that you might think that uh, because somebody's pastoring them that they're not, they're not that. But that, uh, yeah, that there, there's a lot of preachers who, who will dabble in that stuff, and they will. And you've got to be careful about that. Be, the word, the word has got to stay the word at all times. You don't change the word. You stay the word stays the word at all times. And the truth is the truth. And, and Lord, give me the grace. I'll never teach anything else but the truth of the word. I pray the Lord will bless you. And if you're here today and you don't know the Lord as your Savior, I pray the Lord will convict your heart and show you your need of salvation. And he'll do that. And and ain't nothing, no, no way you can get rid of that conviction. It's going to be there. And that's just like if you sinned against the Lord, it's going to stay right there with you. That sin's going to stay right there with you for every day that you live. And I pray that the Lord will see fit to take that away from you too. Oh, Esau, oh, Esau, he tried to repent, but God wouldn't let him repent. That's, but God will let us repent. He, I, know, I know he'll let us repent. And he'll let us uh, uh, ask forgiveness for our sins. Esau prayed with, uh, with tears. He, he prayed with bitter tears to, just to be able to repent of his sin. And, and God let him know he had to suffer for his sin. He's still suffering today for his sin. And even though that was back many, 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 many centuries ago, he's still suffering today for his sin. Pray the Lord to bless you today. And I'm going to let you go. And next Sunday, Lord willing, we will have the Lord's Supper.